So about after six months on the CBD, we asked her doctor if we could stop the anti-anxiety medicine and see how she did. And she stopped it and she did fine. Hi, I'm Bobby, a certified caregiving consultant and educator. In addition to speaking at caregiver conferences and webinars, I also work one-on-one -on -one with caregivers to help them find responses to the often confusing and sometimes difficult behaviors that come with a dementia diagnosis. And I'm her husband, Mike. I'm a certified caregiver advocate and a certified music therapist. And this is Roger That, the podcast dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. Here we focus on the caregiver, offer our practical insights and share some emotional support. And maybe we'll share a laugh or two because we all know laughter is the best medicine. And don't forget the wine, Mike. Oh no, I won't forget your grape juice, you betcha. I appreciate that. <laughs> you know, in the past we talked about um, eliminating or cutting back on medications for the elderly and or people with dementia. Yes, and it's interesting that um, now we're hearing more about the use of CBD oil and edibles as, as a way to do that, which brings us to today's guest, who is a registered nurse with 30 years of nursing experience and also a, a member of the American Cannabis Nurses Association. She is an educator and consultant providing medical cannabis seminars and specialized guidance for those seeking to use cannabis and CBD to treat dementia and related issues. We are pleased to welcome Sue Feldmuth. Sue, thank you so much for joining us today. I'm sure that this is a topic where Mike and I and our listeners are going to learn a lot. Thanks for having me, Bobby and Mike. Um, yeah, it was a topic that I had to learn a lot about. Um, I was a caregiver for my um, elderly mother. She was suffering from um, osteoarthritis and had a lot of pain. Uh, she was living in an assisted living facility and on um, a strong medication for pain. She went through, you know, Tylenol, Advil, that wasn't enough. She was put on Norco, which is an opioid. Um, and was taking about three to four pills a day, still miserable, still in pain, constipated, so taking something else for the constipation. Um, and we noticed she had mild cognitive impairment at this time, um, but she just verbalized many times that she just wanted to die. This was no way to live, and she was not shy about expressing. Um, that she was tired of it. And so it was on a visit to the pain management doctor where we asked, you know, can she have something else? Can she have, can her dose be increased? She's not getting the pain relief she needs. And he said, no, at her age and with the dose she's on, she's at her limit and we should consider medical marijuana. And so I, my first thought was, this guy's a quack. Now we have to find a new doctor. <laughs> And I was one of those kids, a goody two-shoes, never tried it in high school or college, um, have never been high, have never even really been around it very much. Um, and so my sister and I decided, no, this wasn't for us. We're not a marijuana family. I remember telling somebody. And then I listened to a podcast that he asked me to listen to, and it was um, a scientist uh, interviewing a researcher, a cannabis researcher, 
And in the hour-long podcast, they laid out all this scientific information that I'd never heard, I'd never learned about in nursing school, that our bodies have an endocannabinoid system. Um, it's a system that's built in to interact with the components of the cannabis plant, as well as um, chemicals that our body makes, which is similar in some ways to the um, constituents of the cannabis plant. And once I understood sort of how it worked, I realized, oh my goodness, there's so much potential for this, we have to try it. Um, and so it was scary. Um, it was kind of the blind leading the blind and I tried to find information online and there's just varying types of information that you'll find when you look at cannabis. A lot of it skewed to the recreational market um, and recreational uses. This was back in 2016. Um, it took a while to discover the American, Can the, uh, American Cannabis Nurses Association, which then when I saw that, I felt this is legitimate. It's nurses teaching nurses, um, and that was exciting. But my first trip into a dispensary um, was... <laughs> were, were you paranoid looking over your shoulder? <laughs> I was. Well, I not as much as I should have been because I thought for some reason I'm going to a medical cannabis dispensary. It's going to be like a pharmacy. <laughs> and it was not like a pharmacy. <laughs> it was this nondescript little building um you walk in the door there's another door you get buzzed through and this guy who kind of looked like snoop dog was behind the <laughs> counter and um i said i'm here to get some medicine for my mom and they said well where's your mom i said she's not here and they said well then you can't be here but i had this caregiver letter so as i was going through the two buzzed lock doors I thought, why didn't I tell anybody where I was going <laughs> so they could find my body? <laughs> because I don't know if I'm coming out of this. I don't know where he's leading me. Um, but it was a room with two nice young girls working. <laughs> and uh, it was just an experience. I was looking for CBD and they were showing me other things. Um, but eventually we got what we needed and, um, and started my mom on a little bit of CBD. So like you, right, um, in the aspect of drugs, I was a goody two-shoes. Mm -hmm, Notice mm -hmm. I quantified that. <laughs> um, the, the only joint I ever rolled was my left ankle. Uh -huh. <laughs> but, you know, there's, there's a whole lot of conflicting information. Can you talk to us about medical marijuana mm -hmm. versus street marijuana versus over-the-counter CBD? Okay, good question. Um, it all falls under the heading and the umbrella of cannabis. It all is derived right. from the cannabis plant. Um, the cannabis plant has a lot of variety. Like if you say tomatoes, there's a lot of tomatoes. There's beefsteak, there's cherry tomatoes, there's you know zebra tomatoes. They're all still tomatoes. So this is all still cannabis. Um, the street cannabis or the marijuana that people use to um, smoke to get high is um, generally high THC. That's what they want. They're looking for just the THC, which stands for tetrahydrocannabinol. That, um, 
That's a cannabinoid. The cannabis plant contains over 140 cannabinoids. THC is one of them, and it's intoxicating. CBD, which stands for cannabidiol, is a molecule that's not intoxicating. Um, and there's oh, there's 140, more than 140 that have been discovered. Um, and the use of the plant kind of varies on what's in it. So people getting high are using high um, THC products. People using um, medical marijuana from a licensed dispensary if it's medical, generally they're treating something. They're treating a symptom. Um, and different symptoms require different combinations of THC and CBD. So for pain, they find that the best um, ratio is one part CBD, one part THC. And that combination is pretty effective for pain. For sleep, they might need a little bit more THC, maybe four parts THC, one part CBD. Um, and then for anxiety, they need much more CBD and just a tiny bit or no THC. So that would be medical use cannabis. It comes from the marijuana plant. And then the over-the-counter stuff, which we see um, at health food stores and heck, at the gas station, they sell it everywhere now. That is CBD from hemp. The hemp plant is in the cannabis family but it's different in that it grows very tall. Generally, it has many, many industrial uses, but by law in this country, it can only have a third of 1% THC. So it has trace amounts of THC, no more than one third of 1%, and the rest is CBD and other cannabinoids. Um, so that's why in 2018, at the end of 2018, the farm bill was passed, which took, removed hemp, separated it from marijuana, and took it off the Schedule One um, list of drugs. So marijuana is still currently a Schedule One drug, but hemp is not. You know, Mike has Mike's has some issues with knee. He had a knee surgery. He had some and he has some back pain. And I had suggested possibly CBD oil. Mm -hmm. And because of his fear, you know, you know what we were taught as youngsters, mm -hmm. you know, right. it's a gateway drug and all of this is going to happen. Yeah. He asked our personal physician about it and she was reluctant. And the reason that she said what she did was when you're buying it, it's not regulated. You don't know what you're getting. So be careful. Mm -hmm. Um now, I have found myself in talking with those who are caring for somebody with dementia who are, have these great, you know, anxieties and try to get this person suggested CBD oil to them mm -hmm. or gummies. How do you feel about these not being regulated that you actually don't know what you're getting? How do we answer that? Yeah. Well, one way that you can um, sort of protect yourself a little bit and try to find the best product you can is to look for a product that says it has lab testing, that it's been tested by a third-party lab, and you should be able to get those test results. It's called a Certificate of Analysis, or a COA. Um, the U.S. Hemp Authority has evaluated some companies, some uh CBD from hemp companies and given them the U.S. Hemp Authority stamp of approval, kind of like the good housekeeping seal. <laughs> um, so if the bottle has that on it, you know it's past their um, 
pretty rigorous measures of, you know, uh, responsibly produced, um, good manufacturing processes, and um, passing the lab tests. And the lab tests are looking for potency. So what the bottle says it has, it really is. If it says it's two, you know, 200 milligrams of CBD and no THC, that's true. The um, There have been products that have been randomly tested, and it might say that on the bottle, but when they test it, it's got maybe 50 milligrams of THC and 100 milligrams of CBD, so different than what you're expecting to find. Um, but they also test for pesticides and solvents that are used in the extraction um, process. And if it doesn't pass a test, it can't make it to the shelf. Um, so looking for the lab test is important looking for clear labeling um, because sometimes it'll tell you you know high in cbd and it should give you how what the serving size is and how many milligrams of cbd sometimes it says milligrams of hemp oil and hemp oil can be like olive oil and have no cbd <laughs> so yeah you, you want to look that it actually says cbd <laughs> now you looked into this for your mom um were very skeptical at first, and, and yeah. now you're very much for this, which, you know, I my question, I guess, in the long way is saying, what about drug interactions? You know, a lot of times the elderly are on a, a lot of prescriptions. Mm -hmm. What about drug interactions with this? Well, that's a good question, and I was worried about that at the beginning as well. My mom wasn't on a lot of medications, um, but what they've found, and I've attended some medical cannabis conferences um, to learn more, is at low doses, they don't really see a lot of interaction. Um, certain drugs to be wary of are some blood thinners uh, like, you know, warfarin uh, that can affect the way that blood thinner works. Sometimes diabetics taking insulin, it can... Um, affect their blood sugar a little bit. So those people just need to be aware and have their levels checked and they might have to have their medications adjusted. Now, you you decided to go with the medical marijuana for your mom. Yeah. Um, were you able to eliminate other medicines? We were. So she was, uh, as I said, at the assisted living facility, but I would bring her home on the weekends with me and that's when I'd experiment with her. And so my plan was, knowing she had chronic pain, I wanted to give her CBD consistently throughout the day, three times a day, um, to keep, you know, keep it around the clock, keep it on board so her pain wouldn't get too out of control. But I didn't know if it was going to work. So I gave her the first two doses and I told her, if your pain starts feeling bad, let me know and I'll give you a pain pill. And so she went from three to four pills down to two pills pretty quickly, like in that first weekend. And then we were able to get her down to just one um, pill at night because uh, the CBD wasn't holding her. And actually, for some people, uh, CBD has very few side effects, but one of the side effects um, for a small percentage is it can cause drowsiness and sleepiness. For another small percentage, it makes them awake and alert. Um, and my mom was one of the awake and alert people. <laughs> so when we'd give it to her too close to bedtime, she wasn't sleeping well. Um, so 
eventually we got her down to one Norco a day um, fairly quickly. I'd say probably within three or four weeks, which is maybe faster than recommended. Um, and then we eventually got her off that last one. But in the meantime, I also noticed CBD tends to have some side benefits. Um, she wasn't exhibiting the anxiety she had before, and she was on an anti-anxiety medication. So about after six months on the CBD, we asked her doctor if we could stop the anti-anxiety medicine and see how she did. And she stopped it and she did fine. And then I was giving her a little bit of THC at night to help her with sleep because she still wasn't sleeping through the night well and she was waking up in pain. And so a little bit of THC at night, which it makes you drowsy, um, was what helped her sleep at night. Um, and as I was increasing to find the right dose um, at night, we were still giving her her blood pressure medicine. And one of the things that THC can sometimes do is decrease blood pressure that's elevated. Usually if you have normal blood pressure, it doesn't do too much to it, but elevated blood pressure, it tries to bring it down to baseline. And, um, and we noticed she was really lightheaded and actually fainted one time, which was scary. And when I called the doctor, the marijuana doctor um, who we had consulted, she said, you know, that could happen because of her blood pressure medicine. So we held her blood pressure medicine for a month. We checked her blood pressure every day and her blood pressure was normal. So then we went back to the doctor and said, you know, her blood pressure has been normal this month. We check it every day. Can we stop the blood pressure medicine? And she said, yeah, if you give her blood pressure medicine with this normal readings, you, she might faint. And I'm like, that's right. Mm -hmm. She might. Um, so it was interesting that we were treating pain, yet it was doing all these other um, things on the side. And if we want to get into a little bit more of the endocannabinoid system, it makes perfect sense um, how it regulates. I guess really the bottom line is that you should be consulting mm -hmm. with your doctor mm -hmm. and working through this in a, with a very systematic approach. Yes. I think that's that's kind of what I'm I'm hearing you say as opposed to just trying things and experimenting on your own. And you mentioned the marijuana doctor. So where does yes. we find a marijuana doctor? Well, back in 2016, <laughs> that's a good question. Back in 2016 um, in California, you needed to have a letter of recommendation from um, a marijuana doctor to go into a medical dispensary to buy medicine. After 2018, when it became legal for adult use, you no longer need that letter of medical of um, recommendation. So I don't. I think the number of um, pot docs, as they used to call them, have really diminished. And the frustrating thing was she could give me very little information. She didn't talk about the endocannabinoid system. She did, she, I asked her how many milligrams, what do I use, what, where do I buy the product, what kind of product, and she said, I can't tell you any of that. That's aiding and abetting. And I thought, aiding and abetting what? <laughs> it's legal in this country. Right. But for doctors, their hands are tied. Um, the DEA, it has marijuana as a Schedule One, and the DEA issues their DEA number, which allows, which they write on every prescription. So that's their, um, they license them to prescribe medication. And so they can't prescribe 
or recommend a schedule one drug. Um, and so they, they feel that it's a risk for them and they don't share a lot of information, which further complicates um, and muddies the water. But yes, Bobby, you mentioned you have to approach it systematically. You have to A, know what your product is. I've had many people, sweet grandmas who say, my grandson brought me this little brownie and said, only take a bit of it, grandma, and it's gonna help with your pain and it'll really help you sleep at night too. So the brownie was small. She said, I took a quarter of it. 20 minutes later, didn't feel anything, took another piece. <laughs> maybe took three pieces in an hour, hour and 20 minutes. And for some people, when you ingest it, it might take 60, 90 minutes, two hours to hit you, to go through your digestive system and to feel the effects. So after an hour and a half, she started feeling dose number one, piece of brownie number two, piece of brownie number three, and she was high as a kite, very uncomfortable. It can cause paranoia. It can be a very uncomfortable um, situation. And when I asked them, well, how many milligrams was in that brownie? I don't know. I assume it was THC. Was it THC in there? I don't know. <laughs> so first, know what it is. <laughs> it was a chocolate brownie. <laughs> it was a chocolate brownie that my son said would help me. And I said, well, I bet you didn't have yeah. much pain. <laughs> But know what it is, know how many milligrams you're taking. Um, that's, I think, the most important way to start. And then just go very slowly. And you have to know to give it an hour, hour and a half, two hours um, before you can decide if it worked or not. So know what it is, know when to take it, and use a systematic approach. Yes. I think that is a great place to end our conversation um, really appreciate you taking the time off of your schedule to be with us thank you and um, and I hope that people can see this as a um, as a helpful tool in our toolkit to deal with such difficult things as you know pain chronic pain uh, the agitation and anxiety that comes with dementia sleep issues that come with dementia um, and uh, a lot of times it's a, it's a much safer alternative than the pharmaceuticals that um, the doctors have at their disposal. Thank you so much. You know, we said in the beginning that we would learn a lot. We absolutely did. Um, and hopefully our listeners did too. I'm pretty sure that they did. Thank you again so much. You can find more information about Sue and links to her website on our show website at rogerthat.show. This has been Roger That, and I'm Bobby. And I'm Mike. And we are dedicated to guiding you through the haze of dementia. So please subscribe to the show, go to iTunes and post a review, and follow us on Facebook and Twitter. If you have a question or issue you'd like for us to address, please post on the Roger That Facebook page. To find out more about us, head over to rogerthat.show. That's Roger, R-O-D-G-E-R, that dot show. Roger That is produced by Missing Link a media podcast company dedicated to connecting people to intelligent, engaging, and informative content. Also in the Missing Link lineup of podcasts is the Designated Drinker Show, the podcast raising the bar on craft cocktails. Here you meet interesting folks, enjoy boozy banter, and learn how to make craft cocktails from a master. And if you're looking for a whole new way to enjoy theater, check out Between Acts, 
an immersive audio theater podcast experience. Each episode takes you on a spellbinding journey through the works of newfound playwrights, from dramas to comedies and all those in between. Find Missing Link's League of Podcasts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your podcast. Please don't forget to subscribe, download, and review the shows as your review helps our show reach new audiences. To find out more about Missing Link, visit missinglink.company.